0: love might delete later. I bloody hope you do. You can support our show by using the new ACAS supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment.
1: Just smash that link in the show description and support us now so we can keep making this podcast. Thank you. Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of My Delete Later. It's a bone bone ep. ep. <laughs> I just read that in the script. So we sometimes write a little fun intro, and I wrote bone bone ep ep very very late on. Um, I'm Stevie Martin, a person who feels social media is a big bad wolf,
0: and me, Gina Martin, who feels it is Red Riding Hood's little basket. <laughs>
1: Look, I think that's very good. And um, our guest today is someone that I've known for a long time. Ever since I saw her come out of my mother. I'm joking, I actually didn't see that. It's Gina. We're doing, it's just going to be us this episode.
0: Yes. So our second guest is someone I met 28 years ago. And shortly after she asked me if she could marry me while we were bathing. It okay. is, of course, my favourite comedian, absolute idiot who I want to crush and put on a cracker. Stevie Meredith Martin. You can tell okay. he's the more
1: affectionate one in our relationship. Okay. I haven't ever released my middle name and I'm horrified that that's just occurred. Um, we thought that going forward um, with the podcasts, um, we were going to do a feature at the start of each episode where we would discuss like what's going on with our social media and things that we would like to bring up and talk about with each other. Um, but before we do that, we thought, why not just check in halfway through the break? So um please do follow us um, at MikeDeleteLaterPod on Instagram and at MikeDeletePod on Twitter. Um, we discussed a lot of things today. It got quite deep. It
0: did. Yeah, it did. And the post that we discussed, you can also find on there too.
1: So for series two, we've very brutally murdered Follow On Follow Block and it's going to be going online only so you can see all the guests doing on follow what what will they say you can go to, to our Instagram and watch that but you won't be able to listen to it on the actual podcast. Instead well, we're going extra to- con con. A little extra extra con con. We're going to add a little feature at the start where we basically check in with each other's social media. I want to say journeys but that will make me die so I'm going to say vibes, which is only slightly less worse. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're just going to ask each other what's in our drafts each week. So, like, what's on your mind? What's going on in your head about your social media feed? Uh, for example, Stevie, what is in your draft?
1: Okay, I've got one. So, during lockdown, I was obviously doing more online content because mm. I had nothing else to do. And I started a Twitch uh, the weekly Twitch stream which is like an online uh, hour-long improvised book club where me and a guest talk about a book that we've literally just made up on the spot. Um, it's really fun. It's actually the best thing ever. That's very kind. I'm obsessed
0: with it. Um, everyone has to go and watch it. It's such a great concept and it's so silly. I love
1: it. 8pm Thursdays twitch.tv for p-m. slash at Stevie S is a five. There's no app either. Yes, yeah, so anyway, I've done this Twitch stream and I've basically been doing like sketches online and uh, stuff. And also by sort of coincidence um I had a couple of tweets go viral maybe like four over time and each time that happens you get well I've got like a surge in followers So I have a lot more followers than I did when, when we started this series and I also am a lot more involved now online and on Twitter because I have to be because of the Twitch thing and all of this essentially I've just discovered that it's like this is in, this is the thing that's in, in, in my draft. All of those things like are, f- are very much public knowledge. But like, the thing is, is that,
0: oh my God, the I whole
1: aim, the whole <laughs> aim of Twitter, that? the whole aim of Twitter, you feel it's, it's like a subconscious aim. Um, is it's all based on numbers, isn't it? So you mm-hmm. even if you're like, I don't want loads of followers well then each you, sort tweet, of you sort of do don't you you sort mm. of kind of you can't help it and even and you kind of can't help thinking like well what would it be like that if when well, every time I tweeted it got like at least I don't know a hundred or two hundred or three hundred or a thousand whatever your number is um likes or whatever um and it makes you you can't help but Equate it with success because that's how the entire platform is built to make and the, you feel sorry, and
0: also the entire world. You've been taught since you're a kid that numbers heightening equals success. You have got marks in school. You have got it's literally numbers higher means success. So why would your brain think this is any different?
1: Yeah, definitely. um Otherwise, you know, we'd all just be like little Twitter eggs, and we wouldn't really tweet and we just look at other Twitter. people's tweets. I mean, ever tweet, and that's fine. But what I'm saying is, if you are kind of engaged in it, then you're engaged in it, and it's sort of takes on a kind of narrative of like, oh, well, I'm, I guess I'm hoping to get in quotation marks better at mm. it. And then I sort of, I suppose, did get not better in massive quotation marks, better at it in terms of like some of my tweets did well. And every time it happened, like I'd get so excited for like half an hour and be like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then I would feel, every time I'd feel incredibly hollow, like a dead tree. And very, like, I didn't really know what to do them myself. And so also very what silly. What
0: happens next type feeling. Yes, like, like, what is si- their next?
1: And why, why was I excited when that happened? And also, this is very silly. It's that, like,
0: classic thing, isn't it? Where it's, like, nothing that you actually want when you get to it is ever as good as you think it's going to be.
1: Yes. And also, as well, then you get... Um, you're more in like the moment you see something do a little bit well you kind of you're further in now so now I'm like why is that tweet not done well then yeah you know? so like you'd, I did a, set the bar
0: higher for yourself I guess
1: I did an absolute what I thought was an absolute banger of a tweet quite Give it to quite me. I will quite quite close after the the viral one um, what was the
0: viral one tell tell our listeners look,
1: I've got a few um was it about bread again no it wasn't about bread again um which is <laughs> So, I had sort of two quite close together. One was, "Hey, did anyone else buy clothes during lockdown so they'd emerge as a new person, but now can't wear any of them because the clothes are for example insane um That did very well, and then one went no. properly viral, which was a picture of my tortoise eating weeds on a oh, slate. Yeah. They were all done kind of nice now, but like sometimes on a Friday, I arrange my tortoise's weeds on a slate so it's a fancy dining experience, and that got like twenty thousand and like You know, not we're not talking like a hundred million thousand, but like enough that it's like, oh god, okay, that that is viral, that is visceral, that that is viral. And then I did one which I thought was like quite a funny one. Um, and this is the problem with the viral things. Why it's in my my drafts? Um, astounded to find HSBC stands for Hong Kong and Shanghai Banking Corporation (laughs) and not Herman's Sexy Bank Club. I think that's (laughs) way funnier. I know, way funnier. And it got like eighty likes, and I was like, well, look. I would why am I like uh, I didn't do very like why am I bothered and something it makes you bothered when you weren't bothered before so that was my little thing I want to say like if you're kind of thinking like well I've I know my, my tweets never do do numbers and it's always rubbish well to be honest like it's um of course you kind of can't help but want that but it's it's a bit of an odd feeling when it happens and then nothing really happens I've just got like a few more followers but it doesn't and mean just that more all, all my do well. A bit more pressure to be funny every time or do the same thing every time if you're not doing your tweets for being funny. I, re- I, re- I read a thing about trauma and how like if you are consistently, if you, if, you do, if you do very well on Twitter because you suddenly like had a very traumatic experience, then suddenly like people aren't responding to you when you're not talking about your traumatic experience. Then you're like, am I only supposed to talk about trauma for you to like, like engage. That's what I mean, makes me
0: relevant online is me oversharing my trauma, and it's like, what? That's not a healthy space to be in. Because no. you remove the, you remove the level of choice. Then the the level of choice of what you share is removed in some way, which makes it really murky.
1: Yes, very murky. Isn't that felt, what Stormsie says at the beginning? I was just about to say, as
0: I said, murky. I was like, oh, I don't think I don't want to say murky anymore because it sounds like I'm trying to be cool, but I actually just meant murky with a U, not an E. Mm, mm, oh, I just love Stormzy. Let's do a podcast about
1: him. What's in your draft this week? Oh my Gina. God, I'm so glad you asked. Okay.
0: I do this thing on Instagram, which is called Vitamin P. And it started at the beginning of lockdown because I didn't really know how to help during the pandemic. So I just thought, well, I'll put some content up that just makes people feel good because everyone is feeling bad. And that's the only thing I actually knew about the pandemic. I felt like there were so many hot takes of like, normally with viruses and it's so, no one knows anything. So yeah. let's just... Let's just take a backseat if we don't. If we're not an I, epidemiologist or whatever. I know that I like dogs. Yeah, exactly. I know that I like dogs. I know I like animals. I know I like humanity at its best. So let's just all look at some nice things. So I did that, and I did it every day. Um, I did it every day since middle March. So I guess uh, every day for about three months. Do you want to just explain? It's just it's a collection of TikTok videos. <laughs> such a good point yeah it's a collection of like roundup of the best stuff on tiktok and it's just all this lovely content that makes you smile um and vitamin p it was a a dose of positivity for your day I guess and p stands for positivity and I was doing it and then recently um I started to get some more work and stuff and I just hadn't had any work or like any reason to get up out of bed really for the past since March Mm. so it was like okay well now my day is being filled up with stuff I need to actually do that I'm responsible for and I started selling some of my art and stuff so it was like oh i don't have the time and i realized that i was kind of staying up to like 1am to post fitment p it's like i need i have to get this weasel video out or mm. or else i'm a bad person and then around the time where i was like oh i'm staying up really late to do it i start I, I i basically came to the end of my tether with messages i was receiving most of the messages are just people being like this is amazing it makes me really happy but i was getting too many messages from people which were basically saying reacting to any given TikTok so say there's one of a a baby being swaddled and someone was like can you please not promote this method of swaddling like it's really dangerous for the baby and sending me like medical papers and then someone else was like can you please Uh, not share videos of people who own exotic animals and there's like someone who has a bird and then I was like can you please not show examples of like wildlife near humans can you please not show but it literally got to the point where some of them were like I think someone's trolling me like someone was like you shouldn't feed your dog that so can you put it was cheese so, can you please not post a video? Of the assumption is that anything I post, I promote. So, any which any way in which people are living, acting, <laughs> drinking, swaddling, <laughs> feeding—in any of those videos—is me being like, "Make sure you do this to your dog." It's not, obviously. <laughs> so, make, make sure so you I basically your dog. make sure you swaddle your dog. So, I basically <laughs> posted a video being like, "Hi, guys." Hi everyone. Uh I know most of you love vitamin P and it's a very small percentage of you that send these messages, but if you have a problem with content, please send that message to the person who makes the content. Actually I wouldn't even recommend that, because if you see something on the internet that isn't actually hurting people, then just move along. But if you really need to, contact them. Not me. It's not that deep. It's just fun videos. And I guess like in that moment I lost a bit of my love for it. So I um I wanted to continue doing it because I thought about, you know, when you're in school and like the naughty kid ruins it for everyone and then like no one's allowed the snacks at lunchtime. I don't know, like something like that. Yes. And then you're like, Oh, I didn't complain and I love it. Why don't I get the snacks? thinking like that about all my followers who love it. So continued posting it. And then this week I've been trying to like, I don't know, be a better human and go to bed early, and, like look after myself a bit more. And in doing so, you know, it gets to sort of 10 and I'm like in bed and I've like got my pseudochrome on my spots I've got my little my little sockies on. You've got your moisturised. Na- got feet. your little
1: nappy on. For I've got my little nappy on. I've
0: swaddled Geordie I've fed a dog some cheese, and I'm like, it's time for bed. And then the lights go out, and my brain goes, "You didn't do and pee. Oh my god! And me three months ago would have got up and done it.
1: Yeah.
0: And me now is you know what like. It, it's really important to bring people joy and I love and I genuinely fucking love doing it but it's like if I need to not do it I'm not going to do it and previously I would have probably put a message up saying I'm really sorry but I got a message from someone uh, I posted about not doing it and this girl said uh love vitamin P but love more that you're just going to bed early and you don't feel guilty for not posting it
1: because you're looking after yeah. yourself and I was like yes also if someone is like freaking out because you haven't posted vitamin P for one day then actually they really do need to do a lot of work on themselves and or just so get that- TikTok really just well yeah exactly I was, <laughs> I, I was posting um a seal picture every day throughout lockdown yeah, and, the day. and when seal of the day and when I don't I get really panicky and I can't find a seal and I, the amount of times my boyfriends be like what why what's wrong and I've been really tense I'd be like oh it's because I can't find a seal why this is leafing through seal books s- all day stupid and that is the you got to keep an eye on that because that's that's like the attitude towards what you know what you're very aware of your audience and that's a really good thing but you there is that you can be but it can't be the detriment
0: to yourself and your own life that's the thing and I think now it's my in my drafts is I don't feel bad about not posting vitamin P every day when I get around to it. I'm really glad everyone enjoys it, but I also have other things I need to
1: do and that's okay. That's really great. So you sent us, and by you, I mean listeners, sent us your first post and also some like embarrassing ones like as well that aren't your first ones. Essentially, we're just going to use this little section to read out some of our favourites that you have sent us. Um, Yeah thank you so much. And please do send more to uh, MikeDeleteLaterPod at gmail We've had lots of messages on um, Twitter and on Instagram at MikeDeleteLaterPod and at MikeDeletePod. Um I'm
0: going to start with one of my favourite ones. We were sent. This one is a pretty funny. What? Sorry. Pretty funny, like a right. Um, <laughs> and it reminds me of the kind of things I would do when I was like a small, a small eighteen year old, and was like, I'm going to do big things, and you're all going to see it. Um, right. Rose Howard. Hi, Rose. Um, sent her first Facebook post or one of her first Facebook posts to the it <laughs> makes me laugh to them actually later up Instagram. It's on the first of December 2010 and she just wrote some writing about your own experiences. And then a heart. But you know the Tumblr heart with like the little what's the side triangle called and the three?
1: Oh yeah, it's like a more than or less than triangle yeah. And, and it's clearly like the
0: it's just that that thing where you're like I'm, I'm somewhere and I'm creating and you guys need to know that and it's but just so like, sincere
1: guys can you just like stop asking me about it because it's not a big deal I'm just I'm just trying to create I love that so much Are sure Are we we in words in Rose's
0: mouth about her own tweet uh, Facebook yes but that's how I felt when I used to Facebook status things like that
1: of course that's how I felt too and also as well that was you know it was your own little scrapbook of life whereas now and it's you were like-
0: presenting yourself like yes. so you wanted to present a more creative or cool version of yourself Rose said when she sent this message she said just listen to your first episode lovely by the way I was inspired to scroll back like 10 years on my Facebook and I'm crying it's fucking hilarious this one was a highlight so it's got one like by Alicia Boxall so Alicia was really supporting Rose back in the day
1: maybe she was like a big time music producer okay oh my god who knows what we haven't found out is actually Rose got a record deal off the back of a Facebook status it's so sad (laughs) that that doesn't happen that's just not a thing that could really happen and also I I do remember and I don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast before um, that when Facebook statuses first started everything was like your name and is so it would be Stevie is, Stevie is Stevie (laughs) is and so you had to like (gasps) grammatically change it and going to be like okay I guess another, another hard day of trying to make this sentence fit in with the the grammatical stevie is. is um and then it wasn't there and i was like i could literally start and i think i still started it with my own name because i was like i don't know i don't know what to do but it was a real <laughs> a real moment it's like i could start this with any word i can say any
0: whatever
1: i want what a time free I've speech got, free speech i've got one here um we've got a message um from george thank you so much george and um their, their first tweet was um my, well I'll just I'll just read what they've written Um my first tweet was to Ashton Kutcher he said he was going on a diet and I tweeted back sounds like a good idea any tips and then the like colon and a p so it's like it's like a, it's like a little like little sideways man sticking his tongue out um using that very emoji also I think I might have tweeted Demi Moore too and I think that was a real kind of like Ashton's gonna get back and be like hey
0: George here's some tips you want to chat diet <laughs> like. Look, he might but you done. did feel like you were like oh my god somebody's like right here and they have an account and I have an account so we, yeah. it's just like MSN chat we <laughs> could just chat
1: the thought of um, me being aged like sixteen and Brandon Flowers from the Killers <gasps> being accessible like that is terrifying for him. Like <laughs> he, thought of what I, I mean, I would have definitely just you know like I would have done one of those um, accounts that you look at. And it's called like Brandon Flowers' babes or something, and it's yeah, ju- it's like like, like a like, fan like, account, like a Directioner, yeah. Um, and it would just what be, would f-
0: Brandon Flowers' Directioners quote unquote be like? The flower patch or something like that. The or-
1: flower patch. Oh, it'd be. Flower, the, the flower girls, obviously. The
0: flower girls. And then there'd be loads of videos of you on Tumblr, like picking apart flowers, like, he loves me. He loves me not. It'd be such a vibe.
1: I'm coming out of my car and I've been doing just fine.
0: You're coming out of your car? Oh, my God. That's not the <laughs> living- Coming out of my car yes. and I've been doing just
1: <laughs> Oh, my God. I haven't listened to that song. My cage, you weirdo. <laughs> when i was younger i thought it was coming out of my <laughs> cave so when i found out i was coming out of my cage that was a real blow and now all these years later it's it's devolved into i'm just sort of getting out of my car and i've been doing just fine what boring song what boring song it's <laughs> just about someone going to the mechanics Tesco. Mm-hmm. all right yeah. okay i've got
0: another one another post who were sent in god that was great i am going to think about that for a long time um so this is quite a special one if anyone follows henry j garrett on instagram formerly drawings of dogs um He's an incredible illustration. Illustr- he's an incredible illustration, actually, which is amazing. <laughs> no, he's an incredible illustrator. Uh, he does wholesome memes on social justice themes.
2: Oh,
0: and he sent in his first uh, post, which, if you've seen his illustrations now, it's amazing because they're very colorful and they're very. He's got very specific style, and he sent his first one, which is. I'm showing Stevie on Zoom now, but you can look at this on the Might Delete Later pod Instagram. Look, it's look at the drawing. It's, it's his first line, ever drawing. It's a little line drawing of a dog. What it's is the dog girl, saying? says, Father's Day card for my papa, starring Billy, Billy's Henry's dog, and the dog saying, "I swear to God, you throw that stick one more time, and you can go get it yourself, dickhead." <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it's like his first ever illustration. It's so lovely to see, like where he's gone from there. So I thought that was quite a nice one. That is that's very very heartwarming. Okay, so we've got another one. This one is from uh, Lucy, who is yes Lucy Wright on Instagram. And she she sent me a, a selection of her Facebook posts. First one says, and it was June third, twenty ten. It says okay. Can someone tell me why I'm on my own if there's a soulmate for everyone? And a love heart. One oh. like, no engagement. Oh no. I know. Oh, Next one. I remember what you wore on the first day you came into my life and I thought, hey, you know, this could be something. <laughs> and then the, the final one is, I don't have the time, I don't have the patience. What do you take me for? Why am I still waiting? because because while you decide i'm fucking suffocating because if you can't find the time my bleeding heart won't make it now i realize she's doing lyrics understood that was not clear but because at first i was like oh my god she said she said okay firstly i'm a huge fan of you both i'm an avid listener of nobody panic that's stevie's podcast um my friends and i do a weekly zoom quiz and one week we did a guess whose facebook status this is around i died looking back at mine i was clearly having an emotional time i'm glad you enjoyed that is golden
1: I read somewhere and it might have been in, I think it was in like a, just in, like a novel, but someone was like, or oh, maybe it's a very well-known thing. But someone said that you're always on social media for somebody. I think that is something that when you're younger is absolutely true. So oh my
0: gosh. You're yes. obviously
1: on it for yourself, but you know, for about 10 years, like I I, I was i was not friends with like a, my first boyfriend um, when we broke up our lives and I wasn't friends on Facebook with him anymore. So then I would make sure that like my profile picture was something that I wanted because I, you know, I knew that he would be able to see that, but nothing mm-hmm. else. And then when you got the banners over the top, like the big long pictures at, at the top, and when, when that became public for everyone, then it was like, oh my god! And then now I've got two instances to show, to send him a non-verbal a message, message, non-verbal message. And then and then I would look at his and be like, is he sending a non-verbal message back? Now, what's so nice is now I'm fully released from that. But that's actually probably because I'm in a very long-term relationship. If I wasn't, and you, you're having like, you know, I still see friends of mine who. Talk That's true. And I'm not an age
0: thing necessarily.
1: Definitely not. Because if you're on Tinder, then your Facebook. Uh, profile or your profile picture just does it still get pulled through like is it honestly still,
0: yeah, we neither of us could say could we really <laughs> we've
1: never been on tinder but i do remember that there was definitely a point where it was because you'd know when someone was on it because suddenly their like facebook profile would be like mega hot and you'd be like whoa okay someone's mm. someone's on tinder and also like if you're being messed around by someone or you've been ghosted by someone on twitter or you whatever, don't feel like, like you can
0: say it so like
1: you say on you twitter. can say it
0: in a different way and that's why Yeah that's so true like Lucy said about their soppy lyrics with no likes like those lyrics were probably her at the time trying to communicate something to a boy especially when you're younger or 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 a girl girl. or anyone but especially when you're younger and you 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 don't have well I don't I don't know about Lucy but I didn't have the emotional literacy until I was about 25 so to say how you feel and even and even then you can't You're uncomfortable. Maybe you can't communicate it. So yeah, the 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 lyrics are so good. That's probably why Stevie, you posted coming out of my car when you fancied that guy.
1: Yeah, trying to get Brandon. I'm really glad that he wasn't on Twitter because I would have tweeted him coming out of my car and he wouldn't have known what I was talking about. Oh, but yeah, no. I realised then that I said, oh, that's a thing for when you're young. And I realised that's actually a very good example of being very narrow minded. Because actually it was just from when I was young because I mm. wasn't in a long term relationship. But if you're not in a relationship and you are trying to get someone's attention, then oh my God, if you can't, I don't think you could I wouldn't be able to help doing that. On, on, on oh
0: no, neither would I.
1: Oh, be absolutely! I impossible. mean,
0: honestly, on we're just all doing that in some way now. Like, I mean, yes. not maybe for relationships, but if if anything, you're trying to get, you know, I don't know. I know I still probably do that in some way just with people. Like, I'm just trying to get yeah. people to see how I. Why yeah, do you think I and...
1: mentioned my first boyfriend? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm fully joking. <laughs> he comes in now. Like, hello, he hello. Um, oh no! Poor guy. Hold
2: up. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: Right. Okay. Let's go to our worst posts. Our worst post since we started this series. I tweeted because I got really, really upset about constantly seeing people posting incredible things that they've done during lockdown. And it was like, I don't know who you're posting this for. Like, surely you've posted this to your, like, friends and in WhatsApp groups, and you've, like, why don't you just tell your friends? And then everyone who cares for you and knows you will be like, oh, great. I uh, tweeted, "Um, what's wild is you don't have to post a list of your achievements during lockdown. I know. You can just be proud in your head and discuss with friends without making other people feel bad. Crazy, right? Now, the issue with this is that what I shouldn't have done is put without making other people feel bad, because that's not what the intention behind these lists of, like, That might be the outcome, but yeah. Yeah, so that made it sound like I thought everyone was posting these things to make other people feel bad, which of course they're not. But I do still, I do unfortunately do stand by the kind of like bragging on social media I really don't like.
0: We had a very interesting conversation just off the back of this, just as sisters, where like what we do in our jobs and our lives, you're a podcast, you're a comedian, you have reviews, you have write-ups, you write for almost every amazing platform. I quite clearly have been screaming about politics for three years. (laughs) And I have an Instagram with lots of followers. Whatever, like that's the that's just the work in the world we live in, the world we exist in. And often that, I think a lot of people would see the things we post. For instance, you saying done this new piece for the Guardian, or me saying you yes, see yeah, how this new podcast, and may not see it as bragging, but would ha but would the, the reaction would be the same? It make would make them feel like oh everyone's nailing it. it's Gina Stevie nailing. Uh, it. We absolutely. don't see it like that. But actually, our jobs, almost by dint, are probably making people feel bad that's how your job works I have you to have post to. it yeah.
1: yeah so but then you realize that of course yeah inadvertently maybe I look like I'm being like so I wrote god just whoops written another article for a broadsheet like, anyway i got so much shit for it that like yeah fine I now understand that it, it came across as very bitter um and very and, and there's a very fine line between you, my opinion on social media and And other people's opinions and I think it's not fair to tar everyone writing their nice achievements because it makes them feel good and it makes other people maybe be inspired like there's there's too busy there's two sides to everything isn't there and I very much but it's weird because it's like
0: why can't why can't you say I have two things to say on this like why can't you go hey don't need to post your achievements because people have a hard time and people go oh yeah some people are yeah she's probably right I'm not but she's probably right but the reason why you got such a big reaction to that is because so many people do it and felt attacked by your tweet that's why people,
2: but then yes, interestingly, that's
1: and also it does say a lot about me that I that that annoys me because it doesn't annoy a lot of people, and I'm I am quite insecure about like how I spend my time and the things that I achieve and or don't achieve. So I get very very like eye-rolling. But to be honest, like the, actually what I'd seen, what the thing that the posted s- s- sparked me, um, I had done those things. Like I did get like I did kind of work out a lot during l- lockdown, and I did I've been working on a book, so. But it, I was just I was just annoyed that someone would read that and feel like they should have done those things, and I felt like that wasn't I see fair. What you, mean. you know, and it really... sounds too empathetic to be honest. <laughs> well, no,
0: I think quite interestingly though, because you did a tweet which I actually found before we were about to record. You did a viral tweet in March before we start the podcast, and it said. Oh my God! Stop tweeting. Now's the time to finish that project. May we be excused from churning out quality content during a global pandemic, please? Today I looked at my own leg for forty-five minutes. I just stared at it, and I would probably argue that that sentiment actually isn't that different to the tweet that you got loads of shit for. It's just that it was articulated less pointedly towards towards people. Yeah, but that one went viral. You got thirty-five thousand, or you know, forty thousand. Yeah, I didn't get any. It's interesting how like. Yeah, it's almost the same you're, you're you're saying the same thing like can we be but that one's like oh don't feel the need to let's not be forced to be producing on all of these things whereas the other one was more if you've produced I don't necessarily need to hear about it because a lot of and us also, are struggling your,
1: your, your intention was to make people feel bad so which obviously it isn't so um anyway right what was your worst post since
0: um uh, so my worst post doesn't actually exist anymore because I deleted it um but you Good, can see, you might
1: delete later that's might hard. delete
0: later but you can see the re- the second post on my well we'll see on my delete later part the reaction to it so obviously the black lives matter movement was reignited a lot uh, and still is that's it wasn't a moment it's still happening and i posted on the 2nd of june 2nd of june was this blackout tuesday thing mm. now i obviously the you know this The conversations and this massive dialogue and this kind of upheaval online and on social had already been happening for like a month by this point um all the way through May and on the second I woke up I felt like basically for two three weeks it was kind of all I was consuming was like reading and trying to find out exactly what was happening in all these different parts of America and what was the dialogue in certain places and how are the people that I've been learning from for three years reacting to this? And were they okay? And, you know, my DMs were full of young women from my community, young white women being like, hey, I need help with this and blah, blah, blah. And I was trying to figure out how do I help my friends who are getting so many DMs and whose platforms that my friends who are black women who are, the platforms just exploded. And all they were getting was millions of messages from white people like, "But what do you think about Stacey Dooley doing that thing last year? And it's like, (laughs) how do I help my friends dealing with all this stuff? So it felt like, obviously quite I think for everyone it was like a tumultuous three weeks and then on 2nd of June basically I woke up and I had loads of messages and they weren't just from followers they were from friends as well on my whatsapp oh I said loads enough like a handful and they were basically like some of the most of the messages that were from followers were like why haven't you posted for blackout tuesday and they were kind of I guess intimating like everyone else is doing this and it's really disappointing to see that you're not doing it and not Mm. you're not giving it the time whatever and I had no idea what Black Art Tuesday was because I think also I think my social media and who I follow is probably more pointed towards the people who maybe necessarily didn't see Black Art Tuesday as a very valuable thing
1: yeah you you follow more actual black people that were using yeah and (laughs)
0: anti-racism educators who were like "Mm, black square isn't going to necessarily help us so I hadn't really seen it Mm. And then I got a, a handful of messages from friends or people I know, like colleagues, friends, acquaintances and stuff, Say, which is really hard, I think, but basically saying, I'm waiting to see if you do it to know if I'm allowed to do it. Oh, Christ. And so the immediate feeling is like, okay, I need to l- so now I've just woken up. I haven't even had my coffee yet. I don't, I haven't even said hi to Jodie yet, but now I need to start researching this because I don't know what people are a angry about me not doing, be asking me if I'm going to do like, it was a whole, what the hell. So I just kind of looked into it. And I think because I just sort of woken up and I wasn't really engaging properly with what people were asking of me. And I was just a bit, you know, flummoxed really, or bamboozled be- mm. I, messages. I, I just, it. I, yeah, well, I just looked into it and it said, the first thing I read said, um, or was, yeah, probably first thing I read, said, um, yeah, post back out Tuesday. And then basically the whole idea is that people, white people will take a step back and allow black creators to take the space on social and we'll, we're turned off, we're muted, we're silenced. And I thought, yeah, that's a great idea. Because, you know, as, you, as I hear that sentence, well, that aligns with how I feel about these things, about yeah. not white centering, not taking up space in these conversations. So that works for me. So I posted it and literally as I did it, you know, when you like, I don't know, you do something and you can just feel like a, you know, when it says the seconds of how long it's been on. And yeah. I was like, oh no, I, I don't, I don't. And the reason why was because I was like, I rarely, A, I don't really like social media trends. I don't know what they achieve. Yeah. Uh, they're very hard to find the origin of why they happen. We've seen that with the challenge accepted thing and lots of other things. And it was like, I rarely do stuff like this without doing actual research. And I'd just been duped into almost doing that because there was so much pressure coming from like friends and like all these people. So I, I deleted it straight away. And then I sat there and I read a whole bunch of stuff for a couple of hours over breakfast and thought about it. And I reposted on Twitter basically a, a, to the effect of just a, a few tweets, like a thread that kind of said, I posted this because I thought it was meant to quiet and people mm-hmm. like me, my community, I realise it's flooding the Black Lives Matter hashtag and completely drowning out all of the voices that we're trying to, we say we're trying to platform and uplift and support. Yeah. And... I feel very uncomfortable about it because it's not really doing anything and people, most of the people posting it are posting it with the black lives matter hashtag, which kind of shows a, that they don't really know what they're posting or why. And what because people,
1: were, people were using that hashtag, like, black people were using that hashtag to organise, to see where protests yes, were happening, right. to, like, just understand what was going on, and then it was just full of white people with their black, like, squares. Mm-hmm. And also, as yeah. well, like, even if that wasn't happening, like, just the fact that it's, like, I'm, I'm actually going to take a step back. So then you just exactly. post gigantic black squares. Yeah, like just take a step back. Yeah, exactly. was, yeah,
0: My main gripe was, like, I, as a white woman who is publicly learning, I guess, to an extent, um I'm held in some space as like someone who knows more but that's only by people in my community who haven't started the work that's the only people who ask me stuff because I'm Mm. nowhere near someone who knows enough yeah and so it was like oh like I have 60,000 followers do I want to be like promoting like performative allyship because most of the people who are posting black squares have never picked up a book on anti-racism like you can tell they've never talked about it before yeah that's fine but then don't be posting there'll never be a time in conversations about racism or anti-blackness or conversations about gender inequality or conversations about trans rights or whatever where you know as the as a person from the community who is not oppressed by those structural inequalities so as the dominant community so a white person or a cis person or a straight person there'll never be a time when you feel like you know exactly how to act in these situations there will only no. be times when you get better and your instincts are better because you've done the work, and so like when you're a person who with the black life, with the, sorry the blackout Tuesday thing, it's like, you know, I know someone who posted the black square and posted that black square specific, not with the black Lives matter hashtag because they'd read and knew that, that wasn't what you do. Mm. They posted it, and they specifically posted it as a marker for them that on there they can see from that date everything they everything they started the work and everything changed from them and they've been doing the work every day since they posted it only you know why you're posting it and it's just being honest about that and also in the in the conversation of like silence you know the silence is violence you know phrase that you see a lot like yeah. it's also true that silence isn't violence learning is actually also silent and I can and I wouldn't want to speak for anyone but I would say that there is never a there is never going to be a, a time when as a white person if you've not if you've not read in anything or you don't really know what you're talking about there's never going to be a time for you to s- start talking because you think you need to it's actually always better to just learn
1: and yeah. be silent and do the work and then like when you know you'll you'll be saying stuff you said to me a million times this conversation requires nuance and social media just does not Encourage nuance. Social media it trends, is, it's, especially. It's possible. Yeah, like it's possible to be nuanced on social media, of course, it's, but it's also very, very difficult in scale. general to, to to be nuanced. Like you have to, even the people that I think think they're nuanced aren't because they're, they're doing the same nuance over and over again because that's their brand on that platform or that's their. So you're actually, you never see the full person because you can't because that wouldn't work with the consistency that is required. Of social media, no, it's so platform for it, and like that's why that's
0: what that nuance thing I found very hard with that post, which is my worst post, because. I was basically saying, look, I've taken my square down because I just don't want to, you know, encourage performative um, allyship or whatever you want to call it. However, if you're doing the work post way black squares, be my guest only, you know what you're doing. You know, if I had 100 followers and I or, you know, I didn't really use Instagram that much, but I wanted a marker of when when my when I started and decided, okay, this is I'm I'm bullshit here. I'm not doing enough. What's going on? Like my friend did. Then great. But someone with mm-hmm. 60,000 followers who's a very a very visible white woman, it's just not helpful for me to be posting that. And I think that's what I was trying to get across, but because social media is difficult for nuance, I'm not sure I communicated yeah. that
1: properly. It's so difficult because there isn't a right answer and there isn't a wrong answer. There's often just, just have a go.
2: Right,
1: let's move on best to best post. post. Um, my best post is... Um, I actually don't really know if it's my best post because I do just prefer the ones that are really silly and I would refer you back to Herman's Sexy Bank Club. I think that's my best (laughs) post in the last year, but it's performed poorly. Uh, So you're choosing this
0: more because it performed well, you think?
1: No, I'm choosing this more because I felt like it was... I do I, I set out my, uh, my my comfort zone. Basically, um, I won't read it again. But basically, like the um, there was a bit of a, me, a mini Me Too moment in comedy, and I just I, I tweeted about it, and I tweeted about a, a particular. Uh, to be honest, I actually was was tweeting about a number of, of particular male comedians that felt like saying things like, "Oh well, I, my eyes have been opened now since some women told me that my behaviour was wrong," and. Um, I found that very like, ugh, you knew anyway, you know, like that whole, and also a lot of them were kind of like, you know, in their thirties when, when they claimed to have had their eyes open about very basic behaviour that you just don't do. And so I was just, I tweeted about it and I found it like quite empowering because I never tweet about anything to do with yeah. things like that. The reason I, I thought it was, was my best one, because I think it did like, uh, push it on a little bit. So people then started talking again about it when it sort of you died added down. Sort of I think I did the, actually add, add a little bit and it kept going. Even though ultimately the momentum that I was trying to and I you know, I got commissioned off the back of it to write an article on the telegraph, which I also think added to it. And I very rarely which, think by I the way two of my male friends
0: messaged me about said it was really good that they read it and they Sorry. made bit think a stuff so that was good and of was of them is in comedy so that was. of so yeah,
1: good. I don't normally feel like I uh should say anything about an issue or anything even because I'm always like well there's somebody who's who's felt it more than me or could do it more articulately than me and also do I want the hassle no but, but this time I was like I, it really <clears throat> bugged me so I was like no I, I will and then I sort of stuck by it and I very I was very like you know okay that was good I just really want if I make that person of this but there's like four or five of them nervous for a night then that's all I want to do and so I know and they someone used it as a headline which was like an anecdote from a gig that I did ages and ages and ages ago um that I didn't name the comedian and I'd heard numerous things about him and um yeah and he's not come up in any of the actual official conversations but I'm fairly sure he will have seen yeah. the headline so it'd be like yeah. great great okay
0: i i really like i vibe off that that feeling i know exactly how you feel from that because that's literally how i felt the entire campaign because i couldn't prosecute the guys but i kept mm. putting fo- like supplying sky news or bbc or whatever with the photos but their faces are blurred and i hoped that for two years they were worried i was going to say who they were but i just didn't the whole time because I wanted them to be fucking that. nervous yeah you
1: never said that before that's such a good that's anything, yeah good uh and they were they should nervous. be shaking
0: in their boots all these men that are, are committing behavior like that should be shaking their boots and if you can do that some way I think that is a win in some respect
1: yes definitely
0: so what's your best post um okay so my best post quite it's all our, our best posts are all um feminism today oh
1: yeah um, all posts are feminism what time
0: pretty much aren't they all isn't that just live 7th of July and basically the week of 7th of July somehow I had two guys from my past so I don't really know anymore um one from high school and another one from uni come into my inbox and ask basically just like want like catch up and then it was like okay hi and then why but also hi and then the conversation always as it always does with lots of people in my life now um kind of segued into I have a question I actually want to ask you but like probably not now no it's fine go on because I feel an obligation, like if I'm not the one having these conversations, because I just assume guys are so further on in this conversation, because I, I mean, it's all I hear this conversation in my life about gender inequality. It's exactly the same. Well, anyway, yeah. So I feel, I feel like people should be further on. And then obviously they come in with these questions and I feel like, well, if I'm not going to answer that question, who is going to answer that question to them and, and tell them and explain to them why that is not the way it is. Yeah. So I felt obliged to, and I had this conversation one with one of them over voice notes for like an hour and a half and it was absolutely infuriating and then um another one over facebook messenger and basically the question was in two different ways but it was basically the same thing the first one was do you not think your kind of like fun lifestyle uh fashion sort of vibe um is really detrimental uh and doesn't help your work because your work's actually quite serious and no not at all that's the answer to that. And then, and then, another one was the same, but it was sort of about it was it was about basically about fashion, really. Like you're very feminine, you're very like you know lifestyle. I love fashion, and do you know think that takes away from your serious work. And I obviously I told them why I didn't, but it played on my mind so much because these people, obviously, I it's like a cut to moment. I knew them when I was younger and more insecure and didn't know who I was yet. Mm. And they were both specifically characters who pride themselves on their like intellectual academia as men and they sort of therapize and the way they speak and all this stuff. And I remember feeling very inadequate in their presence when I was younger. And so when they came back and asked this question, I was too nice and I tried to explain why. But you know, when you can't do the, well, I can't answer this because you don't get one plus one is two. So how do I explain Four plus five is whatever that is, nine. Like, how do I do this? Because I need to take you back all of these steps so that you know that even that question is misogynistic in its entirety. Just to yeah. ask and but question also- if a woman can do her job well if she likes fashion as a concept is sexist and i was putting too much effort into it and geordie heard one of the voice notes from this guy and in one of his voice notes he said i just feel like that your particular type of femininity and stuff and like your identity like a lot of young girls wouldn't relate to that because you're very like fashiony, and you know your instagram's kind of like the gina show and i said yeah it is the gina show because my instagram and actually my instagram isn't my job uh i do a lot of other stuff and i've been in rooms with people talking for the last three years um and i like fashion and blah, blah blah anyway i posted this post basically saying about how like Somehow this conversation has come up with two guys. The first rule, obviously, in any of this work is that you never ask someone more marginalised than you why they show up in the world as they do. And you mm. certainly don't offer an alternative way. You always punch up. As a white man, you should be punching up and solving the problem, not pu- not punching down and asking women why they are the way they are. In the same way that as a white woman, I would never come into a black woman's inbox or a disabled person's inbox or a non-binary trans person's inbox you think, and having be like, like Your hair you like think?
1: that is setting you back and making yeah. people think you're too much And black. of course, is li-
0: that? Li- li- like, exactly. Like, I would never <sighs> ask because that would be racism and that would be... really messed up to do that so it's like and of course it's not the same thing like I'm not as marginalized but it's just that is the rule you just don't do it and then I basically was saying about how like guys will only ever describe who who have no idea will only ever describe femininity as either an oppressive like patriarchal ideal so he was like I know femininity is like the fact that women are, are tied to like hair and beauty firstly it's such a binary conversation in the first place I just, I just, in that conversation, I just think like, how can you think you know more about this than a woman? Because you've not
1: felt like it. (laughs) You've You've never lived it. You've not felt, you've not felt the need to shave your legs or or like presumably, or, you know, wear wear makeup. So how do you know what, so you think that we're constantly being like, for men. And of course, like very deep yes it is maybe but it's so, maybe but it's, but it's, it's developed. so deep and it's developed and it's got a million you have, to, you have to spend it's like a big sweater and you've got to spend like year, like a hundred years on picking it before you can yes and 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 you can't unpick it if you don't have have the needles of experience <laughs> oh
0: my god that was amazing <laughs> i saw your face when you when you found that yeah. and before you said it, it was great um, but you're yeah. right like the i he said the idea he said um I know that beauty and fashion is like an oppressive force for women, but it's also one that has power over men. It's like, if that's (sighs) the two ways you see femininity, then you only ever see femininity recognizing it as in proximity to men you didn't even mention the fact that femininity can be a really wonderful form of self-expression and the fact that when I was going into male-dominated spaces and wearing bright colors and red suits it actually made my job harder but it raised valid questions about sexism in that space and that they yeah, and are, we me supposed to, are
1: we supposed to dress like a man I need to
0: assimilate then? to be a man no. to be taken seriously
1: yeah but, nah. so, but that that post that you did where you publicly sort of took them down but not yeah. naming them not as a I think that was so good because that's basically like the dream isn't it that's the equivalent of seeing your ex you're wearing like an amazing dress and you're like oh sorry i've just got a call because i'm just it's just buy sell just calling japan sorry like like <laughs> that's the kind of like that's the equivalent like you have a massive following you have a ma- you've, you have a, a whole career um you've done not actually, by mistake and that's what they ass- like do you know what i mean yeah they just think i like, guess like oh she's got lots of followers that's why she, why she mm-hmm. did that it's like no that's no that, that it's the other way around <laughs> she did Yeah that the work came and first and that's right. so and so. So the, it was a really great like uh, flipping the bird to those people. And, I and think what we were
0: talking about before when you say, you know, about being younger and posting for someone, that's why I say, well, sometimes I still do that. Yeah, I wanted, you know, one of which was an ex-boyfriend and one of was a very close male friend in back in the day, whether or not he can tell, I think there is a part of him. That wants to show up in my DMs and still feel like, oh, I'm still, I'm still clever at that. I know she's. Yeah, they want to check. They want to check. Yeah, they're still, still. Yeah, he's not. He has no idea what he's talking about, and so i guess it just felt like a really that's the first time i've ever done that i don't subtweet whatever but it felt like well if two guys have come into my inbox with this conversation and clearly guys are thinking this a lot and i really i just want to set out some boundaries here because i'm going to get this question probably a lot more and this isn't cool it's not a no. question i want to receive
1: really really, so I was really good.
0: proud of myself for that
1: well done good best post you know what really interesting lovely to chat to you actually you've been a really great guest you've been um, a good guest too you should come on more oh my god yeah and in two weeks time we should maybe do it again with like james A. Caster. i don't know <gasps>
0: oh my god I can't believe you just told everyone I know well he's Spoiler come on social alert. media
1: and so we spent and it's so interesting finding out about finding out as for why please do follow us at might later pod on instagram and might delete pod on twitter and if you have any like people that you think oh yeah that'll be good they should get them on want to hear about them yeah email us might delete later but might delete later pod at gmail.com give us a little subscribe a little review oh, give us
0: a little rate a review it helps people find us And remember social media can be funny and silly and it can be a way to subtweet one of your exes but regardless you can always just delete later if it stresses you out too much and we have your back
1: we have your back and i have your back Gina. i have your back too your oh. backside as well oh my god my rear end okay goodbye everybody see, see you two. in two